Welcome to the Mountain Park Church Podcast. We're excited to share this week's message with you. Our mission is to allow God to work in and through us, and we'd love to hear your story of how God has been working in or through you. Email us at mystory@mp.church and tell us how God has been working in and through you. We have been in this series in the book of Ephesians, and I'm actually excited to just jump in and, and carry on just for a few moments this morning about this, this, in this wonderful book that Paul wrote, and it's one of the epistles that he wrote from prison, a letter he wrote from prison to the church. And there's so much that we can learn. This book is so rich in what it teaches us, and really the entire book is about what it means to grow up in Christ, to be mature in Christ, and to understand who we are as Christians. It was written to us. And I feel like because it was written, you know, years ago to the church in Ephesus that we forget that it was written for us. And as the body of believers today, when we read these words that Paul wrote, he's like a father of our house, reading them over us or praying them over us. And today we're going to look at a prayer that Paul prayed for the Christians. And I love what Alex was talking about last week. He got this great chunk of scripture. You know, we should be, uh, we're almost fighting over these pieces of scripture in Ephesians. Like, who's going to get to teach on this? And it's awesome. And he brought us into um, this whole chunk of scripture where Paul is unpacking what it means to be in Christ. And Paul was one who really got the revelation of what it meant to be in Christ. And he writes in this book about the spiritual blessings that we have because we are in Christ, because when we've been born again, we are found in Christ. And I love um, actually baptism and what happened here today. I feel like I'm really far away from you guys. Like this tank is, is an obstruction to me right now. <laughs> when I come closer. When we look at what happened today in this tank, the Greek, Greek word baptizo, where we get baptism from, is actually the same word that you would use for a sunken ship. And I love this analogy because if you can think of a ship that's sunken in the middle of the ocean, it's filled on the inside with the water that's around it. In a vast ocean, a tiny little ship sunk in the middle of this ocean. And this is an amazing picture of what it is to be in Christ and Christ is in us that we are covered by the ocean of his goodness and his love and who he is. We are in all of that, but all of that is also in us. And there's this beautiful, beautiful picture of being baptized, immersed in the person of Jesus Christ. And when Alex was speaking last week, he was talking about these times when Paul says, I'm in Christ and what it means to be in Christ. You know that phrase, in Christ Jesus, he used over 160 times in his letters and in his teachings. He wanted us to know what it meant to be in Christ, to be like that ship sunken, filled and engulfed in who Christ is that our lives would be so anchored in him that we wouldn't know anything else. And some of the beautiful things that he wrote about being in Christ are that in Christ, I was chosen and formed in my mother's womb. That in Christ, I was created. In Christ, I was predestined to adoption. In Christ, I am who I am. In Christ, 
I am healed and delivered and restored in Christ. I am righteous and blameless in God's sight and am invited to come into his throne room. And I'm invited to come before him. And I'm invited to bring my requests before him in Christ. In Christ, I have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. In Christ, I have all of these things. In Christ, I have everything I need for life and godliness. These are just some of the 160 things that Paul wrote about. In Christ, I have everything I need. And outside of him, I have nothing and I am nothing. It's only in him that we can recognize all of these promises in our life. And then Paul says, because of all this, and we're going to start reading in a moment in Ephesians 1, Verse 14, so you can turn there if you want to. But it starts out, and it depends what version you're reading. It either says, for this reason, or because of all of this. And what he's saying is, because I've had this great revelation of who I am in Christ, because I understand all of this richness of his spiritual blessings available to me, because I understand who I am when I stand in the person of Christ, for this reason, I get on my knees and I pray for you, that you would understand it too. And I can just picture Paul in prison, on his knees, praying for those people that he loved, that church in Ephesus, and he He's not praying for people who don't know Christ. He's praying for those who are in the church, that they would know him more and understand him more. And we're going to pick up reading, like I said, in verse 15, actually, it says, For this reason, reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you and remembering you in my prayers Remember, this is a prayer for the church and for believers. And for this reason, because Paul had such a great revelation of who he was in Christ and what it meant for his life, he got on his knees and he prayed for the church. Because of what had been revealed to him, he wanted to reveal it to others. And so he goes on to say this, a simple three-point prayer. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the holy people and his incom incomparably great power for us who believe. So I just want to take a few moments this morning to unpack this really important three-point prayer that Paul prayed. And the first point that he prayed was, I want you to know God better. I want you to have a better revelation of who he is so that when you stand in him, you know what it is that you get because of that. That you understand his character and his nature. And Paul's saying, I get it. I understand who he is. It's been revealed to me, but I want it to be revealed to you. Because I know him, I want you to know him the way that I know him. I'm not going to settle for anything less. I'm not going to settle for mediocre Christianity. I want you to know God. I want you to know who he is. Do you know how many times I meet with people and I look at them in the eye over the table as they're telling me about their struggles and about their life, and I just think, oh, if you only knew, if you only knew 
how much Jesus loves you, if you only knew how much God had done for you, if you only knew, oh God, open the eyes of our hearts that we would know who he is in a greater capacity. You know some, and that's awesome. That's why you're here. But there's so much more for each and every one of us to know. There's so much more for me to learn. It's what drives me to get up here and preach. It's what drives me to teach the word of God because as he reveals it to me and it becomes alive and fresh to me, I can't wait to give it to somebody else. I can't wait to pour it out and to give it to somebody because God, when God's at work in us, man, it just bubbles up and it bubbles over and you you can't keep it in. You got to give it to somebody. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, it's like you, even when you go to work or something and you're like, you wouldn't believe what I read this morning. It's amazing. Do you know who God is? And he's continually revealing himself to us, continually showing us more and more of who he is, what his nature is like. You know, I used to think that the Christian life was all about trying to show God how much I loved him. But I've learned that that's not it at all. The Christian life is all about God showing us how much he loves us and revealing to us how much he loves us and revealing to us how much he has in store for those who love him and seek his face. It's all about him revealing himself to us. So that's the first point of that prayer is to know God better. And even though you may know some, there's so much more for all of us to know. And the second point of Paul's prayer here is to recognize God's eternal plan. In those scriptures that Alex unpacked last week, God literally gave, or sorry, Paul literally talks about God's plan from eternity to eternity. He talks about the eternal plan of God, that I was known before the formation of the world even. I was known and predestined to sonship. He talks about the fact that we will be with Christ in eternity, and that's our eternal hope. And he lays out this plan, and the pinnacle of that plan is the cross of Jesus Christ. And everything that God wanted to accomplish for mankind was signed, sealed, and delivered on that cross. And the reason Paul isn't praying for God to do more stuff and for God to show up and do something is because God has already done everything he's going to do. He accomplished it in the person of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus said it is finished, it was finished. If you need healing today, it was finished on the cross. If you need freedom today, it was finished on the cross. Paul's praying, I want you to realize what Jesus has already done and that in him, you have absolutely everything you need. I don't need to ask God to show up and do anything in your life. You just need to realize what's already been done and accomplished on the cross. And when you begin to apply that, and when you begin to walk in that, and that's the hard part, that's the hard part, is actually applying that and walking in it every day. Because our mind wants to take us in other directions. Our heart wants to take us in other directions. But he's saying if you could have a better revelation of this and apply it every day, everything that you need is done and sealed in Christ. You just need a greater revelation of it. He's saying, I want you to understand God's plan. And the third part of this prayer is he says, I want you to understand your place in the plan. Let's, let's go back and, and, and see what it says. It says, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. You have a part to play in God's plan. 
And the amazing thing is that all of those things that were accomplished in Christ are being revealed in us. And Andrew's going to get to take over next week and talk about what it means that it's Christ in us and that the power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Man, I wish I could just keep going, but he's going to get to do that one next week. But Paul's saying, I want you to understand. I want your eyes, your spiritual eyes to be open. I want you to have wisdom and revelation. He's saying, I don't want you to just know the word. I want you to experience the person of Jesus, who was the word, who became flesh, who made everything that was a written law alive for us. I want you to know him. I want you to know the plans from eternity to eternity. And I want you to know your place in it and that you are empowered from within to reveal all of this to the rest of the world. That's what God is doing in us. That's what God is doing in these people who were baptized today. He's revealing his plan through their life. He's revealing more and more of who he is to them, and it's going to flow out of them to the people around them. This prayer is such an important prayer, I believe, for us as a church. And I want you to know that this is a prayer that we as staff and as pastors pray over you every single week. When we come together on Monday morning for our staff meeting, we pray over every person who came from ministry. We pray for every person who got prayer on a Sunday morning. We'll be praying for the people who were baptized this morning because it matters that God continues to reveal himself to you. It doesn't just matter what happens in here on a Sunday morning. It matters that every day you're in the word and every day you're understanding more and more who God is and every day you're living that out around revelation of him in your own life, wherever it is he places you or stations you in this life, that you're living out the revelation of who he is. And I want to encourage you as a church, as a community of faith, as a family, God has put us together for a reason. And I want to encourage you to pray for these people as well. This is something he has commissioned us to do. And just like Paul prayed for the believers in the church, we can pray for the believers in the church too. Do you know if you think someone is spiritually immature, instead of being critical, how about you start to pray for them? That their eyes would be open. That they'd be able to see things the way you see it. That they would know the God that you know. When you hear people say things that are off, pray for them. Pray for them. This is what we're called to do as a church, to lift each other up and to pray for each other, that we would know God more. And the more revelation God gives to you, the more he begins to turn your heart to a place where you are so, just so overjoyed to actually pray for other people. It's the shift that happens in people as they grow more spiritually mature, is that they're no longer inward focused and praying for me and my concerns and my problems. You know, Paul was in prison when he wrote this. And he said, I'm on my knees and I'm praying for you. I don't even need prayer. I'm praying for you because I know God and I want you to know him more. I want you to know him like I know him. Because if you knew him that way, you wouldn't have any troubles. Even when you're in prison, you can pray for someone else. You can be reaching out. You can be doing something. 
God is so good. He's so good. We need to learn how to pray this way for each other. And I believe, actually, this is the heartbeat of God, that we would understand who he is. It would be revealed in our life, and that we would begin to pray for others to know him and understand him too. I believe that's his heart for us as a church, as a community, as a family. He's called us together and knit us together for a reason so that we can lift each other up, so that we can help each other see, so that we can reveal things to each other and show each other things in the word. And that's why we're in life groups. That's why we're in community together. And we see each other throughout the week so that we can impart into each other's lives and say, God showed me this. What's he been speaking to you? And share with each other. We're family. So I hope that you'll feel inspired to pray for these people who were baptized today. The last thing I wanted to say is that I believe Paul was able to pray with authority in his life because he had a great revelation of who God was and what it meant to be in Christ. As we were talking about at the beginning, if you get an understanding of what it means to be in Christ, and Christ is in you, and he's working through your life, you're going to begin to pray with a greater authority and understanding of who God is. And when you pray for those people, when you pray for these four people this week, I want you to pray with authority. I want you to pray with boldness that God would use their lives in a bold way. Pray for yourself. I'm not saying don't pray for yourself, but pray for these people. Pray for us as your leaders. We're praying for you. Would you pray for us too? Would you pray that God would give us more revelation and understanding of who he is? We need to pray for each other. We hope that you are challenged and inspired by what you heard today and that you're willing to allow God to work in and through your life in bigger ways this week. We'd love to stay connected with you on social media, facebook.com slash mountainparkchurch and instagram.com slash mountainparkchurch. Finally, if you have a story of how God has been working in and through you, we'd love to hear it. Just email us at mystory@mp.church and tell us how God has been working in your life lately.